Welcome to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. If you're ready for inspiration and tips to improve your life, hear what some of the fascinating minds of today have to say. Our hope is that you'll live your passion and inspire the world. And now, here is your host, Allison H. Larson. Good morning. So glad to have you joining us today on the Spotlight Show. We've got a special show for you today. This is an encore performance. We had Dr. Joe Casper on last month. Uh, he was talking about health, vitamins, myths. It was perfect for the new year. Uh, he got such a great response. We decided to have him back, but he also brought someone with him too. So I'm going to let you introduce who you brought with you, Dr. Joe. But first of all, are you there, Joe? I'm here. I'm here loud and clear, Allison. Well, great. Okay, so in case anybody missed the last show and they're thinking, who is this Dr. Joe guy? Can you uh, give us a brief overview? And you know that at the beginning of each show, I like to give my guests permission to brag. So I'm giving you 100% permission to brag right here. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, I'm a nutrition doctor, uh, originally from the Bronx, New York, and Staten Island. And what I do very simple is, I add 10 to 20 years of quality life to people when I work with them. And it's a blessing to be able to do that. Um, I'm very honored that I formulated the world's greatest vitamins, Power Pack 3. They go from the warehouse. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. They go from the lab to your house. No warehouse, no shelf. I don't believe anyone in the industry is doing that. I'm getting phenomenal results with that. I go to people's homes sometimes. Um, I, I feel really blessed, Allison. They're making a difference in people's lives by doing things my way, the real way, no cutting corners, no nothing, nothing that's not going to work, and no diets at all, because we know what diet stands for, depression, insecurity, emotional trauma. Oh, wait, wait, so, wait, wait, um, say that it, one more time. Diet, diet stands, stands for? Diet stands for de- depression, insecurity, emotional trauma. It's Ooh. a victim club, and you see that yeah. these things don't work, and mm-hmm. you know, people for New Year's, want, they want quick fixes, they don't want to change, and, and to be really healthy, it does take some commitment. There is no quick fix, and all the people going on these programs right now, okay, you know, if, if you're losing 20, 30 pounds in a month, it's going to come back with vengeance, and people go, that's not true. It is, and my fear with people is they're doing something that's not who they are as a, for, from a personality mm-hmm. perspective, too, is be who you really are. So, you know, you can't go from, from eating McDonald's and never working out to all of a sudden you're an organic food eater going to the gym three hours yeah. a day. You're yeah. going to crash and burn. That's just a reality. Yeah, I, you know, we talked about this last time, but my experience as a personal trainer, you know, every January at this gym that I used to manage, I would see this influx of clientele of people that were just gung-ho saying, you know, I'm going to work out five days a week, three hours a day. I'm going to lose 10 pounds in three days. And it was those people that had those unrealistic goals and put so much pressure on themselves that they were the ones that come February, March, I didn't see them at the gym at all. <laughs> and it was and the ones who were consistent yeah. and steady and said, hey, I'm here for me. I'm going to do the exercises I like. I'm going to make the changes that I want to make in my life. I'm not going to put too much pressure on myself, but I'm going to love myself. Those were the people that stuck with it and really saw the consistent changes. So really excited to have you back here, Dr. Joe, on the show. I got so much feedback after the last show, people saying, wow, you know, he brought up such simple principles like drinking more water, eating when your body's hungry, just basically those intuitive things of listening to your body and making sure that you get the right multivitamin for you. But Dr. Joe, I know that you were raised by somebody. Uh, and you're, I, you're, was, you're, I, I was. I, I was not <laughs> raised by a pack of wolves, even though I have been accused of that. 
Okay. Okay. Well, I'm glad you weren't raised by a pack of wolves. Um, What we want to do now is have you introduce your special guest that you brought on with us today. Uh, Dr. Joe, will you go ahead and do that? I will. um, As some people know out there in social media land, um, I have an amazing mother. Um, We have what's called the Mon Dr. Joe Show. And my mom is 80 years young. She has definitely influenced me in so many ways. She's a tough woman from New York who will tell you how it is, like it or not. Um, and I love her, and she's, she's an amazing person. She's part of my business now, and she does all the bookkeeping because she's a retired bank teller and bookkeeper, and, and she's just one of those people just, you do not mess with her. So yeah. it is my honor to bring to you my mom, Lenore Casper. Mom, are you there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> right. What I said, was that true, Ma, what I just said? Yeah, I'm tough. All right. And where, where are you joining us from today? It, what, what, what should I call you? Ma Casper? Uh, Dr. Joe's Call me Ma? by my first name, if you like. It's Lenore. Lenore. Okay. So, Lenore, where are you calling from today? Okay. I'm, not, I'm in Staten Island now. Uh, I'm on the telephone sitting in my kitchen. Great. And so Staten Island, Staten Island, New York. You're coming all the way from Staten Island, yeah. New York to be on our show today. So I can, I can hear a little bit of an accent there. So, so uh, Lenore, tell us a little bit about uh, Dr. Joe as a child and, and what you did. I heard he was uh, a bit of a handful. Excuse me? I heard he was a bit of a handful, Dr. Joe, as a child. Tell us about him. He was him. a boy. You know, boys are, boys are tough. They're not like girls. But he basically, he was, he was good. He was a good child. He never did that. He never got into any trouble. And, and because he was afraid, I, he was afraid of me because I walked with a big <laughs> Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right. So tell us, Dr. Joe and Lenore, tell us a little bit about your show and what you're doing and how you're helping people. Well... Thing is, uh, Ma, you want, you want to talk about it or you want me to do it? Yeah, you do it. Okay. So we, we started filming some stuff a uh, summer ago with, with just basically food in my mother's kitchen. Because when, when I come to visit, we do a lot of filming. And it became a, a big hit because people like what my mother has to say. And, and she gives her opinion in, on all different foods. And, and it, it became Allison just kind of, we're going to build it and build it. Because she tells you how it is, you know, what you should and what you shouldn't do. And... Um, I think coming from her, since she is a mother, and you know, obviously could be a grandmother as well, that I think the audience likes it a lot because, you know, I've been lecturing on health for a long time, but when you have a, a person of her stature, you know, preaching to the choir about what you should do and, and not to be a fool, I think people are listening. Am I right, Ma? Yes, yes. So give us some of these uh, tips that you tell us on your show. So, Lenore, what do you, what do you uh, tell people? What are the, the number one tips when it comes to health coming straight from a mother, a mother of a health professional? Uh, what are some of the things that you want people out there to know? Excuse me, could you repeat that, please? Yeah, what are some of the tips or things that you want people to know about out there? About Joseph? Well, just no, about, about, about health, Mom, about health. About health. Well, people have to – they have to um, – Take, take a stand and think, should I do this? Should I not do this? They have, they have to want to be motivated because you just, you can't get healthy in a, in a heartbeat, as they say. You can't just, you know, go, I'll sign up for the gym and this and this. They have to do things uh, in moderation and they just, have to, they just have to want to be healthy. I've seen a lot of sickness and, 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 and through my family and through different people and 
that should just motivate anyone to want to want to try to eliminate certain things so that they could live have a better quality of life. And what would you say to to somebody what if to those mothers out there who maybe have adult children even that lay on the couch and play video games all day and just are having trouble getting up and getting motivated? What would you say to motivate them? Uh, you don't want me to say it. Kick them in the butt. <laughs> Kick them in the butt. All right. Well, yes. Thank you for yeah, you don't you don't do that. We weren't brought up uh, well in our family. We were always brought up to 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 work, and you just don't sit around and do nothing. You you know you just because it's no good for you. And even though, like you say, I'm older, and and not everyone that I know agrees with the things that I think about. And that I want to do, but I do what I want to do, and 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 you got to you got to be active, and, and and you just have to, I, I I don't know, you just have to just want to do things, not you know say well I'll think about it. You got to push yourself. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, you know, I I think that I'm really enjoying having you on this show because obviously you raised a very successful son and he attributes a lot of that to you. Um, I, of course, am a mother myself. I know there's other people on this uh, call right now or on listening to this radio show that that they are parents as well. And so I always look to somebody who has done something that I want to do. And I say, hey, what are your wisdom? What are your pieces of advice? So, Dr. Joe, what was it like growing up for you? How did your mom motivate you? Well, uh, she was correct when she said um, she absolutely put the fear of God in me. Um, <laughs> yes, that, that's a fact. And I, and I did misbehave sometimes, but the, the thing that, that I learned was you never disrespected teachers or people mm-hmm. older than you because um, I don't think I ever disrespected a teacher, did I? I don't think I did. My, my, <laughs> I, I said the question, I said, I never disrespected a teacher, I don't think, did I? No, you didn't. You didn't because you were taught. You were taught. You 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 were brought up the old-fashioned way that you're supposed to respect your elders and people. If you don't like something, well, then you just try to figure it out. But but there's no, there's no reason to be rude. You know that's no a, reason at all. That's a really interesting point. I want to want to share a story with you, and I wonder what your advice would be um, on this one. My daughter came home yesterday, and during dinner time, she's a junior in high school. She was telling us about one of her classes, and a girl in her class, the the teacher got up to teach. The girl turned around in her seat and started talking to the girl behind her. The teacher asked her nicely several times to stop talking, and every time she did, this girl would make a comment. The teacher couldn't hear, it, but my daughter could hear it, and she would say something like. Oh my gosh, what's her problem today? And she would sit there and she would keep talking. Well, finally, the teacher got so upset and frustrated, she walked up to this girl and kind of yelled loudly in her face, like, you got to stop it. And then the girl's like, well, I'm going to report that teacher. That's just abuse. I can't believe that. And my daughter brought up the point. She says, I wonder what her parents are teaching her or aren't teaching her about, you know, manners and just being polite and respecting your teachers. So, how how would you address that, Lenore? The, the problem with this girl who did this uh, is probably that her parents lost the strap. Oh. Okay, nowadays probably I would get arrested <laughs> for what I did. There has to be some discipline mm-hmm. because there's no re- if there's discipline and a little fear of God, then people and children will be a little respectful. Uh, when you're a child, you're not equal to your mother and father. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that definitely is something that I think, you know, a lot of people used to do and they don't. This is wrong. That now now this teacher will get into trouble. But this girl, this girl, she had a bad attitude, a Mm -hmm. bad, bad attitude. I I don't think that's right. 
But yeah. things are very different than they used to be. Yeah, so so what do you do as a parent? Dr. Dr. Joe, what would your uh, piece of advice be? How do you how do you really uh, help people be respectful in this day and age? Well, it's interesting because I'm not a parent, okay, like mm-hmm. you are, Allison, and my mother. So I could say what I think I would do, but again, I, I'm not a parent. Um, it, it's very interesting because when you guys are talking about this whole story with, with your daughter's friend in, in class, you know, we didn't do that. And so what, what happened is when we would, you know, misbehave as kids, if we, I'll say myself, let me not talk about my friends, even though their parents were similar, that I know if I ever yelled at a teacher, when I got home, Ma, I would, you would have smashed my face. Let's be real, correct? Yeah. What happened, right? this is an interesting thing. Years ago, uh, you, you were a little fresh to a neighbor down the block, right? Oh, I remember. Tell them what oh, your yeah. father did. I'll, I'll tell, okay, I'll tell, you exactly, I'll tell you guys exactly what happened. For some reason, I, I guess my mother was at a friend's house. She wasn't home. And we were playing ball in the street. And back then, growing up, we lived across the street from the woods, Allison. So we played sports all the time, all day and night. So a ball went on somebody's grass. And the neighbor blamed me. It was like down the block. He starts yelling at me and screaming at me. And I'm 11 years old. And I lost it. And I can tell you exactly what I said. I, I used the F curse. I, should have, I said it. Oh, that and reminds me of the Christmas F, story when he drops the <laughs> drop, drops that with the Christmas story. Remember when the little boy drops the f bomb and blames it on his friend? Did you blame it on your friend, Doctor Joe? No, I no, I did not. No, it would have been worse. No, and it, anyway, um, I said it. The guy went down to the house and told my father, "Like, oh no, I'm going to be dead." And he came down to tell my father, and I'm standing. I go, "Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but." And my father, my father goes, "You said?" I said, "Yeah, but." My dad goes, "Very simple. We'll be down to your house in about ten minutes." And and my father was so angry with me, and, and he said, you can't say this. I go, he's always picking on me. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So back then I had a huge head of hair. I had an afro. I had a big afro. That's what my hair was in the, in the uh, I guess, early 80s, yeah, late 70s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And my father grabbed me by my afro, pulled me down the block, dragged me. And I, to this day, people remember that. I have friends on the scene. They remember him doing it. And he dragged me down the block. And I'll never forget it. I'm standing there apologizing, and I'm crying. I'm so sorry. I was in tears. The embarrassment was worse than any beating. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and, and then I was in for the night, and I never forgot that, and I never cursed an adult again the rest of my life because of, of that fear. Well, you know? and, and yeah, yeah, absolutely my dad would have got arrested for doing that. But he did the right thing, in my opinion. And my mother wasn't home, thank God, because it would have been even worse. You well, know? well, my you mother, know— I'll, I'll take it by the silence. It would have been a yes, a big yes. Well, you know, what's interesting that you bring up this point, and I think you're right. I think discipline has changed a lot. I think uh, things are done differently now. But what I do think that the big point that you're bringing up, and this is something that I always try and do with my children, too, is, and you you said the word, Dr. Joe, and that word is consequence. So what's the consequence going to be? And whether it's a natural consequence, whether it's, you know, fear inflicted, when when people learn that there's consequences for their actions and they're held accountable for those, then they really think about their actions before taking those. And some of the things that I, you know, that I do today with with my children is sometimes I let the natural consequences come in. Um, you know, I, I remember my parents were really involved in my brother's and sister's school, but I, I was the oldest child that really independent said, hey, you know, forget about it. I don't want any help with my schoolwork. And um, as, as my children have grown up, I've given them a lot of independence when it comes to their schoolwork. But if they get bad grades, then they suffer the consequences for it. Um, I don't I don't punish them at home, but 
but they don't they have to retake the class or they and you know what my kids get great grades today by the time they were in high school they take care of their own homework they get good grades but it's because they learned the consequences and i think a lot of times as parents we think well if we, we want to save our kids or we don't want to inflict any consequences on them we just want to ha- them to have this life of butterflies and rainbows but that's not reality and when they yeah. when they get older uh, they don't know how to handle real life because they've never had the consequences so that's that's my two two bits on that you know, I, I will tell you right now, I am not the perfect parent. I have no degree in parenting, but I do sincerely love my kids. And I can hear, you know, that Dr. Joe, that your mom really loves you and you love her. We, I want to talk more about health and fitness. That's really your forte, Dr. Joe. And I want to hear your mom's thoughts on this as well, because, I mean, let's face it, you know, as we as we get older, it's harder. It's harder to work out. It's harder to eat right. Uh, it's harder to stay motivated. So I want to hear what you and your mom are doing to stay motivated. So uh, Dr. Joe and his mom, Lenore, coming up after this break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we're here with Dr. Joe Casper and his mom, Lenore. And uh, Dr. Joe was on last month, and we decided to do an encore performance, and he asked if he could bring his mother on. So 
first segment, we've been hearing, Lenore, about how uh, it was growing up and some of your ideas and thoughts on parenting, um, what you did, um, how Dr. Cho reacted. And on this segment, I really want to focus on the health. And something Dr. Joe said on the last show really struck me. And that is that you can exercise and tailor a program to fit everybody. And that there is absolutely a myth out there. And that myth is no pain, no gain. You shouldn't exercise for pain. This is something that's near and dear to my heart. I used to be involved and teach a program in Idaho. I volunteered a program called Fit and Fall, where I would go in and teach uh, adults that were over 60 or have been in some kind of accident or had some kind of injury they were recovering from. I would teach them exercises that were low impact on the body and uh, were specially designed for people that were older or that had had injuries. And I absolutely loved doing this program. And what was so great was that we used different bands and things that I got to work out too, because just depending on how much pressure, what you know, tension of band you used. So I'm a huge believer that there's an exercise program for everybody and that older adults do need to exercise and can live a more happy and fulfilling life. Would you agree with me, Lenore? Yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about this exercise program that Dr. Joe's designed for you. Well, first of all, do you do you mind sharing your age? I'm 80. You're 80. Okay, so you're 80 years old. Now, do you go to the gym and work out? I go. I try to go at least three times a week. Uh, sometimes it's just two, and I do um, either two sessions of um cardio and and one session of weight or or i opposite but i i and and i just i don't really like classes i'd rather just he set me up on this i'd rather just do my own thing by myself well what would you say to somebody who's like oh no gyms the gym is for young people or the gym's for bodybuilders i have a brother that's a bodybuilder and he goes to a gym and hears all the time it's just for bodybuilders a lot a lot why go to the y Mm -hmm. and there's a lot a lot a lot a lot of old people there's young people and there's old people, and it's, it's, it depends on, you know, like what time that you go. Sometimes I don't like to go in the, early in the morning because, not to be fresh, but the old men are, are, are trying to pick up all the young girls. <laughs> so early, early, early in the morning early in the morning is where, is where the guys yeah, are trying to pick words, up the girls. Yeah, they're going over to these, you know, well, I'm talking about, say, men, <clears throat> say, between 60, 70 and 80, and they're looking at these, you know, women like, 30 and 40, you know, like they're they're doing more chatting than, than, than exercise. Yeah. So I found that it's better to go like after lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you ever feel intimidated going to the gym? If, if, do you ever feel intimidated going to the gym? I usually, I usually go Sunday and Monday and Thursday. Great. So you got the program. And also, especially, like you say, Sunday, sometimes it's good in the afternoon because people are busy, you know, doing other things. So you don't, you don't have to wait for your machines. And then Joe set me up on, I don't do, see, some of these people will do the same thing 20 times. I do one set and then, then I go on to the next thing and I do about 10 or 12 machines and I find that it helps me. And especially I do, on the bike, I do the incumbent bike. So that's very good because as you're doing it, you're moving your arms, you're moving your legs, and you're also pulling in your gut. Mm. So, that, so, so maybe when you get off, you might feel a little slimmer. Great. Well, great. And Dr. Joe, when you were working with your mom to come up with this program, and I think this can apply to everybody no matter what age you are, but when you're working with your mom to design this program, what specifically did you look for when it came to exercise? Because I know there are a lot of people out there that 
I say, well, you know, it's just a hassle to go to the gym. I I don't really need to exercise. Uh, You know, I I feel intimidated. It costs a lot of money. I mean, how did you help your mom design this program, and how did you set her up for success when it came to her exercise program? Well, very simple. First of all, um, you asked that question, Allison, if my mother was intimidated, and I I, I can pretty much answer for her. Ma, nothing intimidates you, does it? (laughs) No. I'm so, not a big no. exercise, but believe me, I'm not. That, it isn't my whole. Some people are there every day, every hour. It isn't my whole life, but I feel that I have to do it. You know, I'm sure there's things I could find better to do than that. But it's important. It's important, especially as you get older. You have to have some kind of exercise. When I was working, it was very hard, and I have a very, very nice doctor, my regular MD, and I promised him. He kept saying, and he's skinny. You better go. To the, you better do something. But, and I promised him, and I kept my word. When I retired, that the ne- next day I went and joined, and then That's Joseph good. helped me with you know to set up what I should do and 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 things like that. But I, I, it isn't my favorite thing to do, but it's an important thing to keep me going. Great, well, I love that. Dr. Joe? Well, uh, let me chime in here a little bit, ladies, if that's okay, because I know Allison, I'm going to explain the science of how I do this. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? I would love that. Thank you. Well, first of all, whenever an exercise physiologist, which I am as well, besides being a nutrition doctor, designs a program or a protocol for anyone, they have to take in consideration the person's fitness levels, injuries, all those things. And yeah, you're right. The no pain, no gain thing is a bunch of garbage. Uh, too many people train that way. And so if my mom's going to work out and it's going to cause her pain, okay, she is not going to do it. So, if, so let me give an example of something. They always tell people that walking is a great exercise. My mother has a double knee replacement. My mother does not go for walks. Walking is the worst thing she could ever do because her body can't take it. But she can strength train. And everything that we do in this world is a form of strength training, okay? You've got to carry packages. You've got to lift this up. You've got to walk up the stairs. Whatever it is, your body needs strength. So I think all these people are telling these overweight people and older people with, with injuries go for a mile walk. Some of them can't do it. You know, they can't. And it's more wear and tear on the knees. And so many people are having knee replacements. It's crazy. Yeah. So I think that's one thing you have to take into consideration. So what I did was I own 22MinuteWorkout.com. That's 22MinuteWorkout.com. And it's a band ball kit. My mom has that as well, but she wanted to go to the machine, so we switched over. And basically, it's one set to muscle failure, four to eight repetitions. So when you're moving the resistance, you're going slow up, slow down. No momentum, no acceleration. And by the time you get to the you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh repetition, you're fatigued. You're using your, ma- your fast-switch muscle fibers, and that's enough. And then you go to the next exercise. Because when people do a set system, Allison, which you and I have done in our lifetime, mm-hmm. you, can go, you can do sets forever. But you go really slow, mm-hmm. okay, using all your muscle fibers, the slow and the three fast-switch. Yeah. And by doing that, you're going to build strength. You're going to burn fat. You're going to feel better. You're going to have energy. And you're not going to get injured. And yeah. that's the key. You do not want to get hurt in a weight room. So this, has been, this was my program for years before I was ever Dr. Joe. It was my initial program. Well, you know, that's, and, that, yeah. Yeah, and I want to bring up a couple points that you mentioned. And this is, especially, this is true for anybody. But especially as we get older, uh, strength training is very important for bone strength. It's so, critical. It's not important. Yeah. It's critical. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people will say, well, you know, I'm older. I just I just want to walk or I just want to ride my bike or just want to do whatever. That's good. That's better than nothing. However, 
it's really important to add some kind of resistant or weight training in there because that's what's going to help keep the bones strengthened. And we know from statistics that, you know, after a certain age, you fall and you break your hip, you are not going to recover. You're likely to die within five years. That's so, correct. And, yeah, you're right. And it's funny. So, Ma, what do some of the older people say? Just take a calcium pill, right? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of junk. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I, I agree. And in a lot of those calcium pills, as you know, Dr. Joe, are not prepared properly. And they, in my opinion, I'm not a doctor, but I've heard oh, and I believe they go right through your system. Tell me, tell me, calcium pills they sell in the store, Ma. Yeah, but they, you, all you have, they all have fillers and chemicals in it. And people don't know they're putting poison in their body. Mm-hmm. Well, Amen. Okay. Amen. And, and now here's another thing I want to bring up. Besides the strength training and resistance training, you bring up going slow. So this drives me nuts. I go to the gym and I see these people and there's one person I work out with a lot that I see at the gym and just throwing their back into it. And they're pumping and they use the momentum to get those weights going. They're using these big weights. And this person's always complaining their back hurts. And I think, well, no wonder you're throwing your whole back into it. If you go slow, it will use the muscles. If you go fast, you're going to use the momentum and you end up throwing things all out of place, your back, straining muscles, everything like that. So even if you have to do a lighter weight because you aren't using your momentum, you're going to get a better and safer workout if you go slow up and slow down, slow up and slow down. And I, I mean, I can't say enough about that. Don't don't go into the gym and start pumping these uh, irons up and down that are too heavy for you and using momentum to do it because you're going to get hurt and you're going to injure yourself. That's that's 100% true. But see, the old wise tale was this, because I was a strength coach many years ago, mm-hmm. is if you play a sport that's explosive, and most of the sports out there, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, all that stuff, they're all explosive. Mm-hmm. That if you play a sport that's explosive, you have to lift weights you know, explosively, and that's, oh, that's so point. not true. Mm-hmm. And people used to say that if you yeah. run, if you lift weights really slow, you'll run very slow. And I could put it as well. I've been lifting weights slow since I was a teenager, and I run pretty fast for a guy any age. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, so I could still sprint like a deer because guess what? My body's made for it, okay, and I do practice sprinting. So specific training in sports means you practice that sport or that, or mm-hmm. that movement identical. Not the weight training helps you get stronger, but don't think – by lifting weights fast, you're going to become fast on the field. So that's not true. And I want to remind everybody listening, Dr. Joe does have a degree in, what was it, Dr. Joe? Uh, PhD in nutrition and a master's degree in exercise physiology. So exercise physiology, I want to make sure I said it right. So you know what you're talking about. People may I hope, say, I hope so. People, by this point in my life, I people, hope I people may say, Allison, why, why are you adding your two cents in here? So, for those of you who didn't know, for years I was a certified personal trainer, uh, actually ran a couple of different fitness programs and also managed a small gym. So, I do know what I'm talking about. Um, I, I don't have the degrees that you have, but I had multiple certifications and, um, and, and credits. And I really feel strongly that it's important that we take care of our bodies. So that's why I love having you on here too, uh, Dr. Joe, and talking about your mom. Now let's talk about nutrition. So Lenore, tell us a, a little bit about your nutrition and how Dr. Joe has helped you with that. Well, I try to, I try, I can't be as good as him, but with the nutrition, I take uh, a lot of his uh, supplements, which helps me with a lot of different things. And uh, I try to you know, balance my diet and, 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 and eat correctly and, 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 you know, and things like that. Now, are you still and, and, cooking? And, you know, with the exercise and, and trying to eat decently. 
I'm hoping that I'll be around for a long time. Well, I hope so, too. Now, do you cook your own meals, or do you have... Yes, I do. Yeah, I cook. Every once in a while, we, my friends and I, we're, we're all single ladies. So we Ooh, usually the single Saturday ladies. night we go out. But during the week, we all cook. We all cook because, uh, you know, that's the, what else are you going to do? Well, do you think that's important that people uh, cook their own meals? Do you think that's that's healthier and, and important? Yes, it's it's, it's healthier that you, when you eat your own food. Well, and I, also, as you get older, it's better for your digestion. Well, I remember going to see my grandparents, and it, there was a certain point. My grandma used to always cook, but there was a certain point where she said, you know what, I'm just tired of cooking. And I remember they would go out and get McDonald's almost every day. And I can think back and remember that that's the point where their health really started to decline. And neither of them are with us now. But um, I I remember that very vividly. It's when my grandma, you know, McDonald's, obviously, there's different restaurants, probably places that are are healthy. Yeah. But I uh, even, truthfully, even when he was a young boy, I never, I don't like, I never liked those fast foods. They're, they're, they're disgusting. But what do you do when you're tempted? You're like, I'm 80 years old. I've been cooking my whole life. I just want a break tonight. What do you do? I'll order Chinese. Oh, there you go. Is that healthier than McDonald's? I, not that that's wonderful, but I think it's better than, than McDonald's and, and, you know, and Wendy's and all that stuff. So, Dr. Joe, what do you think? What, what if there's somebody out there and they say, I just don't have time to cook. Uh, I really don't have time to eat nutritiously. I just got to stop at these fast food places. What's the solution to that? Well, an excuse, as we know, Allison, is a well-thought-out lie. Of course, mm. it is. So, mm-hmm. so the person that has no time to cook um, has time to watch their favorite television show, go to the football game or the basketball game, meet their friends. It's, it's, it's time. It, it's, it's what your priorities are. I'm, I'm tired of the excuses. People like to lie. Listen, you can very simply, you can take almond milk, you can make yourself a shake, you can use some goat protein. There's a lot of things you could do. Notice I said goat protein, not cow. We'll talk about that in a few minutes because my mom, I know, has a lot of things to say about that. But <laughs> there's a lot of things you can do, okay? And if you have no time, have some food in the car, have a little lunchbox. You, you know, listen, everyone lives near a Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. You can get something somewhat healthy. You know, you get, you get yourself a wrap. You can, we have so much access to food in this world that people don't realize it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to stop at Arby's or McDonald's or, or, or whatever. You don't have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pat, make a decision. Yeah, I'm gonna pat myself on the back a little bit here, and um, you, I, you, you know, you know, total disclaimer. I'm not perfect. Everybody knows that, but um, you know, on busy days like uh, yesterday and today are kind of busy days for me, and uh, I have three kids still at home, one daughter in college, and uh, I'm doing dinner tonight, and so you know what? I used the crock pot yesterday: pork chops, potatoes, carrots. Throw them in the crock pot in the morning. Turn it on low. Got a delicious meal by the evening. Uh, today it was was chicken breasts and some low calorie barbecue sauce that I threw in there. So, you know, it took me about two minutes to put the frozen chicken into the crock pot and pour a little barbecue sauce in there. And then we've got some, you know, I've got some salad at home, some spinach and things, and I'll I'll throw some salad with it, or you know, throw it on some rolls and, and make sandwiches. But really, it took me less time to do that than it would have taken me to order pizza or to to drive out. So I'm a big proponent, if you're busy, for things like crockpots because you wake up five minutes earlier, even two minutes earlier, and you have the right ingredients. You can throw it in the crockpot, turn it on low. You got something warm for you done at the end of the day that's fairly healthy. Well, Alison, I appreciate that. And it's funny 
I thought you were going to say the other word, and my mom knows what I'm talking about. Well, Thank God she didn't say the thing you're against, right, Mom? Uh-oh. Ask my mother what she's against. What, okay, what, 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 you, what no, are you Mom. against? I hope I'm so glad it's not crockpots because I live by those. <laughs> what are you? What are you against? Hello, Lenore. What do you not like? Oh, what do I not like? Bes- Mom, what's not what's not in your kitchen that everyone else in the world has? Oh, I think I know what it is. Does it start with an M and end with wave? Are you talking about a microwave? Oh, I don't. I threw it out. <laughs> okay, so it you, causes cancer. Yeah. So you threw out the mic. Okay. So I, I know. Well, that, if you want to do something, you you don't you. I found ways that things come like vegetables that come where it says you microwave. I found where I could take it and put it and put it on top of the stove, or else I put it in the oven. Yeah. Now I don't have a microwave. Well, in, in microwaves, I know that's been a huge controversy for a while. Uh, I do have a microwave. I try and limit my use of the microwave because I do think once you cook food and then you're heating it up again and again, it's going to lose a lot of nutrients. Is that a myth? You can't or put that... your head in somebody. You can't put your brains in somebody else's head. You know, you, because sometimes you know I wouldn't do it, but then people, you know, there are times that people don't want to hear you. Uh, tell them what to do. So if, look, if that's their business, then that's fine. But it, it's not for me. I, I, don't, I don't need that. There's other ways that you could heat your food up without so, using a microwave. So, Dr. Joe, you pro or anti-microwave? <laughs> Ma, why don't you tell her? <laughs> what? It's Dr. Joe. She wants pro? to know if I'm, if I'm pro-microwave, Ma. She, she's asking you if I'm pro-microwave. Oh, no, no, you hate it. <laughs> okay. So, so. Then, well, that's, I don't have it either. Yes, listen, uh, let me ask you a question. What did people do years ago when they had no microwave? They, they managed, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, a lot of things are what you want to do, what you want to be. It, it's, you know, I, I, listen, I, I, a lot of my friends, they use the microwave. I don't tell them what to do. And, they, and if they have a problem, well, that, that'll be their problem. Mm-hmm. But 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 people shouldn't. I don't think it's 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 not necessary. There's other ways that you don't need to use it. Well, talking everything now from nutrition to exercise to microwave, we have a very wise Lenore on the phone with us today. She has raised Dr. Joe, who is just thriving. Uh, She's 80 years old, lives in Staten Island, still exercises, still cooks nutritious meals for herself. Uh, Dr. Joe, of course, it's always a privilege and pleasure to have you joining us. Don't go anywhere. We're going to hear more from Dr. Joe and Lenore coming up after this break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune in to Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. 
Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get amplified. If you want to join the ranks of the influencers, you've got to think like an influencer. How about joining one of the top influencers in the world, Leonard Kim, for Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know, from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You're tuned in to Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson. Welcome back to Spotlight. Today, we are spotlighting Dr. Joe and his mother, Lenore, who's joining us all the way from Staten Island, New York, uh, from her home there. And uh, Lenore, I wanted to ask you about New Year's resolutions. What are your thoughts on those? Uh, they're well thought out lies because people <laughs> people say, "Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that." I don't think it's. I don't think. <clears throat> excuse me. I think there's better things to do. Just just make a decision and keep to it. Don't don't say you're going to do this. I'm not going <clears> to. <throat> I'm giving up cake. I'm giving. It, I think it's a lot of bullshit. Excuse me in plain English. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is I have this principle I talk about in my book, and my book's called Soul Intuition. And one of the things that I've talked a lot about on different TV stations um, all across the country is something called intuitive eating. And one thing I definitely recommend that people do not do is is use the word. It's never and always. So if you make a resolution, you say, I'm never going to eat sugar. Guess what? The only day that you're going to feel successful in your entire life is the last day of your life, right before you die. Was I successful at that goal? And um, it really sets people up for failure. So I always say, use the just for today principle. Just for today. I'm going to choose not to eat sugar. I'm going to choose to eat healthy foods. You know, try and spin the positive on it. But gosh, at the end of every day, then you can say, yeah, I did well today. Or you know what? Maybe you treat yourself that day and you say, well... I didn't do it today, but there's always tomorrow. So it just gives you a bigger chance for success. So I 100% agree with you on that. Uh, now, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit here. So thank you for bringing that light, shedding that light on, on your thoughts on New Year's resolutions with us. I'm going to shed uh, shift gears a little bit here. And what I want to talk about maybe is a little more of a serious topic. I know, uh, Lenore, that you've had some health challenges that you've struggled with and People may look at you. They may say, well, she's 80 years old. She cooks for herself. She's going to the gym every day. She must have just lived this healthy, carefree life. Um, but I know you've had some some health challenges. And Dr. Joe, you've had you've had actually had health issues in your family. So uh, yeah, well, what were those? <clears throat> well, first, years ago, first, my mother had a stroke, and I took care of her. And then, mm-hmm. unfortunately, after that, <clears throat> my husband had a stroke. So it was kind of hard with everything. And then also... Uh, my my husband, believe me, they told him he would never walk, he would never this. He had four more years after his after his stroke, and he had a very massive one. He didn't speak, but his son was wonderful with him. Not only that, with all his knowledge, he got him to walk, he got him to talk, and he was able to get around for the last four years of his life. And then wow. I was sick, and 
they, they diagnosed me with cancer, which I didn't have, and this was twice. I guess they were just a bunch of idiots, <laughs> but what could I say? Yeah. But thank God I'm okay. Okay, so let me get this straight. First, let's talk about your dad, Dr. Joe. Uh, So, Lenore, your husband had a stroke, and it was a massive stroke, and they really didn't think he was going to live. And if he did live, they said, he's not going to walk. He's not going to be able to get around. It's going to be no quality of life. But, Dr. Joe, you were able to actually help your dad enjoy. He, He actually ended up living four more years, and you helped him through your practices and the things that you implement to be able to actually be mobile again and enjoy some yes, quality of life correct. for those last four years. So what did you do? Well, there's an interesting segue to this story, and, 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 my, and this is funny. I found this out about five or six years ago. So when my grandmother had a stroke, I believe it was 1970, mm-hmm. that they told mom, remember they told your mother that, you know, we don't have a bed for you, you know, in this rehab center because she's going to die anyway. Remember what mm-hmm. you did to the doctor, mom? I picked him up and pasted him on the wall. <laughs> I was really, I was really wild. Oh, you you yeah. were wild, okay? Yeah, because okay. He, said, I, I, not, because he was a nasty so, person. And my mother lived; she lived um, another eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. So here's the crazy part about that. So when I found out my dad had a stroke, and the doctor who we did like told me my dad had two days to live, not knowing anything, I grabbed him by the throat. I wasn't trying to hurt him though. My mother was actually trying to do damage to the other guy. But anyway. So I grabbed the doctor by the throat and held him up in the air, and he goes, Joe, put me down. I didn't know my mother had done the same thing, you know, 35 years earlier. Isn't that crazy, Allison? Like mother, like son. Wow. So you did the yeah. same thing, not even knowing that that's what your mother well, no, had no, done. Well, no, not exactly the same thing. My mother was trying to do that. Ma, you were trying to damage that person. I wasn't trying to damage the guy. No, I wasn't. Okay, I'm, I'm not a violent person. person. <laughs> yeah, so, he wasn't trying to. Yeah, so He's this similar just similar to me, you know. Very Ma, similar. Not to not to not to boast about the both of us, but we have big hearts, and and and, okay. and, and we like people. And when you when you have big hearts, you you want to do things to help people. Mm-hmm. But Ma, no one better cross you, correct? What? No one better cross you, or they're going to pay the price. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's true. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Alice is right. This happened. And, you know, when they get, I guarantee people my dad would live. And I, and, I, and I wrote a chapter in the book about what happened to him. And I called it, I played God. I just knew I can get him back. I, I, I couldn't prove it. I just knew it in my heart. And he got better. He got better. We rehabbed him. Um, I brought in food from other places. I didn't listen to the doctors. I did everything I was not supposed to do. Wow. So, and that's, and that's, that's why he got better. The rehab in the hospital and the rehab model was garbage, wasn't it? Yeah, but you were there. They allowed him to, to to oversee it. Yeah, but they didn't have a choice. You know, you know it's a, if, I, if I didn't like to rehab one day house, and I grabbed my father, put him in the car, and took him somewhere else. And I did it many times. And, and I said, I'm giving myself permission. So I was just, nothing would stop me. I had that tunnel vision of my dad's going to get well. And I remember the whole thing was um, when he had the stroke, I told the guy in charge of my baseball, I said, listen, next year when my dad is better, I want him throwing out the first pitch for opening day. And he goes, Joe, your dad is with two days to live. And I said, Richie, like I said, when he gets better, and he just, he agreed with me just to shut me up because he probably figured there's no way. And a year later, he walked on that field with a king and he threw out the first pitch. Wow. And I knew that was going to happen, Alice. I, I knew, I knew, I couldn't prove it. I just knew in my heart. You know, and they did a whole article on my dad called uh, Casper's No Ghost. 
Well, and this is something, so, too, that I, I feel like is really important. I think that people aren't proactive enough when it comes to their health and wellness. I think that sometimes we just think that the doctors are always right. And, and they've gone to school. They've done their research. But they call it a practice for a reason. Yes, that's right. That, 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 is, that, that, that is correct. So and, and, and anyway, but it's funny how things happen. And it's funny you asked about my mom's health. Mom, what age did you start smoking, by the way? What? What age did you start smoking cigarettes? Oh, God, it was very bad. I started when I was 12, and I stopped when I was 49. It was really, and I stopped because, uh, because I, I, I saw somebody, and my neighbor's friend, she, 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 well, she didn't have, she had cancer, but it wasn't, you know, from smoking. But I guess it's, it must have scared the SHRT out of me. So I just, and I smoked everything, regular menthol. So one, and they used to rip up my cigarettes. Because they didn't like me smoking, I used to stash cartons, everything. A smoker is a smoker, and I got news for you. I just said that's it. I just, I just dumped it. So I, I and so and when you, people and say never back, maybe I'm nasty, never. when people say, oh, it's so hard to give it up. No, not really, not really. If, if it, you have to be strong, and then you just say that's you just say that's it. I'm doing it. I didn't take any kind of pills or any kind of thing to make me stop. I just stopped. Well, and that's, you know, that goes back to the resolutions and what you're saying, too. Just make a decision. Don't wait. Don't say, hey, next no, year. No, I just my... did it. In yeah. other words, don't say, uh, you know, like bullshit people up. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do, oh, it's too hard. I have no pity for people that way because you just do it and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So so what, I mean, how, how do you do that? If there's somebody out there and they're like, hey, I'm having this problem uh, and, and they want to stop, maybe they're. Just take the signal. Just tell yourself. Uh, I don't want to die. I want to get. I want to get, be. I want to turn turn myself around and just seriously be strong enough. And and now if somebody near me smokes, I can't stand it. Uh, it's oh please, I'm choking. And just dump them, throw them out, and that's it. And and look at the price of them now. My God, they're, they're ridiculous. Thirteen, fourteen dollars a pack of cigarettes. That's wild. <laughs> It sure, it surely is. So, well, I'm glad you were right. able to change your change your habits and to quit doing that. So, talk talk to me a little bit more about these false cancer scares that you had. What? What about your false Perfect. cancer scares? Oh. Well, that's a, that's a whole other story. It was it was just it was like it was like like you know a lot of older people have what they call a B cell, and it could go here, it could go there, but it, it didn't go anywhere. So they so right away they 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 say it's. It's cancer, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know? So you Here's the crazy part, Allison. So when this all happened, okay, I remember my mother calls me up. She goes, are you sitting down? And then here was a, here was a, here's a the doctor's, you know, pissed off my mother in plain English. They said, the secretary calls her up and goes, oh, you have cancer. Come in to talk to the doctor. I mean, who says that? And, and, then, my, and then here was the thing that bugged me. I had a number of friends who said they were drivers. She drove herself to the doctor to talk to him. My, you shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. Totally wrong. Mm. Can you imagine, like, coming over the phone, you have cancer, Allison, and getting in your car and driving five miles to the doctor's office? Wouldn't you be a wreck? Yeah, I would be. So you drove yourself there after you heard that? Yes, she did. Wow. Yeah. I was, I was, I was livid. And anyway, so, and they diagnosed her twice. So I do special blood testing, and that's how we figured out she never had it. They made a mistake not once, but twice. And here's how we figured this out. Here's the logic. And if I'm off my let me know, but I think I got this. When you, when, when they do your blood testing, they send any kind of blood, whether it's hormone testing, your cholesterol, whatever it is, they send it to a lab. 
people don't realize that Quest Labs or, or whatever labs you use, uh, LabCorp, the person who works in that lab uh, works a seven to eight hour shift. Would you ladies agree that's probably true? Yeah. Right? Ma, right? Yeah. Okay. So if you're working on anywhere from 200 to 500 people's blood in, a, in during that time, you're going to make a couple of mistakes because you're human. And no one talks about that. I had a medical doctor tell me he's convinced that 40% of blood tests are wrong. I think it's about 25, whatever. He says, so if you, if you get, do your blood and you go to 10 different labs, you're going to get 10 different numbers. Isn't that, isn't that horrible? So what we do is something completely different. I have a person who's capable of, of doing your blood and looking under a microscope and spending hours doing that so she won't be inaccurate. That's the, and that's another thing that, that, that's a great thing. And because of that reason, she's told me, I remember this happened. She goes, I don't care what the doctor says, Joe. I don't care if he has 20 PhDs or MDs from Harvard. At the end of this whole thing, your mother doesn't have cancer. They'll be wrong. And they were. And when I went to visit a few months later, I went with my mom to the doctor's office. She begged me not to tear his head off. Okay, I'm surprised she didn't. He grabs the chart, looks at me, and goes, your mom doesn't have cancer at this time. And I go, sir, she never had it. How do you have cancer in March? And it wasn't disappears in June, Allison, right? Yeah. But legally, he, he was afraid I was going to sue him. Not, I would never, but that's why he did that. Is that crazy? That is crazy. So, uh, you know, hearing these things, I think you are so lucky to have each other, Dr. Joe, to have your mom, Lenore. Lenore, for you to have Dr. Joe in your life, it seems like you've been a huge blessing to each other. Uh, Dr. Joe, if there's somebody who is listening right now, they're thinking, I got to talk to this guy. There's some things that he's been saying or some things that he's doing that I want to know how to do. How can they get a hold of you? Very simple. Here's my cell phone number, and I, I will talk to people. If you call me at 3 in the morning, I'll get up and I'll talk to you because health is so critical. My direct line is 917-399-9754. Again, 917-399-9754. Call right. me directly, and I'll get in contact with you back within 24 hours. And whether we help you with your nutrition the right supplements that go from the lab to the patient, no warehouse, no shelf, the blood testing, a program. I'm here to help empower you, to teach you how to be independent, not dependent. And that's critical. And that's what I do with my mother. Mom, when I come home and I want to train you in the gym, what do you always tell me? No. Get away from me. Yeah. 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 She she doesn't want my help anymore. I taught her enough, and Uh she goes, I don't want your help. I I got this. Leave me alone. All right. A couple other words. Um, Like I said, I don't like a class. I don't like a boss. You're just like me because you don't either. And uh, you you set me up, and I do what I have to do, and don't bother me. All right. Well, wise words from Dr. You got three people on here who deep down in their hearts are all psychologically unemployable, right, Allison? <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. Uh, please, I hear it from Lenore. Well, great having you on. Thank you for joining us again, Dr. Casper, for this encore performance. And Lenore, thank you so much for joining us all the way from Staten Island. And until uh, next week when we have more people to spotlight who have transformed their lives and are now working to transform the lives of others. This is Allison H. Larson, and you've been listening to The Spotlight Show. Thank you. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show, can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go make a difference and be sure to tune in again for the next show.